friends, and welcome back to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast where your two co-hosts can never seem to be able to record when they say they will because technology is against them. <laughs> I'm Christina, one of the aforementioned co-hosts. Um, I tried recording with Lauren Friday, like we said we would in our Instagram story, and it, it was kind of a disaster. Like she had a huge lag, like so significant that we, we just couldn't work with it. I guess it's storming there. I'm not going to talk about it too much on here. I'm tired of talking about the podcast on the podcast. Although the podcast is kind of a stand-in for my mental health sometimes. So I don't know what that means. Um, But hey, it's just me. I wasn't going to record an episode without Lauren. Uh, and this won't be a real episode, quote unquote. It's going to be a shorty, a mini-sode, if you will. Uh, but the reason I wanted to make one is because I wanted y'all to hear from us, know what's going on. Uh, I know that things have been really tumultuous lately with our mental health. And like, obviously, Lauren's been in treatment and I've been sporadically dedicated to the podcast at best. And so um, when you don't hear from us, I feel like some people worry. Uh, not that I'm presuming people will worry, but if it were me, I would want to know what's going on. So that's what's going on. We're alive. Technology is just against us. Uh, but I wanted to hop on and make this little mini-sode real quick because our listener, Vicky, sent a voicemail. Um, she actually sent in two voicemails, one of which pertains to post-treatment identity. And we will be talking about that with Lauren next week, hopefully. <laughs> um, but Vicky also sent a voicemail following my solo episode I did a few weeks ago, Field Notes from Reality, number 127, I believe, in which I talked about my sober journey and um, my four-year anniversary from giving up alcohol. Uh, in that episode, I talked about feeling like a fraud because I, I still consider myself an addict, even though I don't drink anymore. And I still struggle a lot. And so to say, to celebrate four years clean from alcohol to me um, feels unearned. I don't know. I've talked about it a lot. But Vicky sent in this voicemail. It's beautiful. And I just wanted to talk about it for a second. It's pretty short. Also, when she sent this, it was June 22nd, 2023. It is now July 2nd, 2023. <laughs> okay, here we go. Hey, this is listener Vicky, friend of Lauren, and um, well, also friend of Christina now, too. I got to be the videographer for the uh, Christmas time uh, podcast. I had to stop and think because I was like, was that actually at Christmas time or was it like before or after? I don't quite remember. But anyway, uh, first time trying to do this voice message thing, and hopefully it works. Um, a little bit nervous to be doing this, but what the hell. Wanna say I am very happy that Lauren got out of residential on Wednesday, hoping that the transition to the partial program will be smooth without a lot of um, bumps in the road that can uh, sometimes happen when you are on your own after having been cooped up for a while. Um, but my main comment I wanted to make, and this is kind of weird because I think this message thing cuts off after a minute, so I have to keep that in mind. Uh, Christina, you had talked on the last podcast about feeling like a fraud in regards to your um, sober anniversary, um, feeling like you didn't really deserve any accolades because you've replaced drinking with 
I think you did say other addictions or just not feeling uh, successful as you might want to be. Um, so one thing I did want to point out that was obvious to me as a listener um, and that you may not have even realized Shortly after talking about feeling like a fraud, like you didn't really deserve um, praise for having reached the milestone in sobriety, you did also say that looking back um, on the time when you were actively addicted to alcohol, uh, you said it felt like a, another life. And I just wanted to call your attention to that fact because that completely contradicts what you were saying about, oh, it's no big deal. I just replaced one thing with another. I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. I think it's a case of low self-esteem and not wanting to be prideful and just not giving yourself the credit that is due. Because you said you had replaced drinking with other things, but unless they are other things that have caused utter chaos in your life, that have disrupted every aspect of your life, that have caused you to have to go into treatment to get it under control, then I would say whatever you're thinking of as having replaced the drinking with other things, think of it more as harm reduction or as the lesser of evils or however you need to frame it so that you do give yourself the credit you deserve for having gotten sober from alcohol. Because that is a huge thing. Society is really messed up when it comes to drinking. It's so accepted. So I just want you to give yourself the credit that you deserve. I know it's hard to accept um, positive feedback sometimes or to not want to you know, pat yourself on the back too much. It kind of goes back to a Christian upbringing of like, oh, pride goeth before the fall or think not more highly of yourself than you ought. Um, but this is in no way anything to do with that. You definitely deserve props for your sobriety, um, for the times that you fought through urges to drink, for, you know, the ways that you've had to Get used to going out and being sociable without alcohol being involved. I just think you need to give yourself all the credit in the world for that. So that's it. Take care, you guys. Bye. Okay, Vicky. So first of all, uh, yes, I absolutely consider you a friend now. Um, also, that video that she shot for us, uh, episode 110, which is the in-person episode, um, has yet to be released because I don't know what I'm doing and I have depression. But when it comes out, um, you'll be able to tell that we were all having a really fun time. And I think that's a testament to the kind of person Vicky is. Um, I, I feel really nervous around strangers typically, but I immediately felt like she was one of us because of course she is. Uh, and so are you, whoever's listening. Um, okay. So this voicemail made me feel a lot of emotions. It's really, really hard to take credit for things. It's really hard to recognize my successes. But then, it's funny, I don't know where this train of thought is about to go, but when I was listening to the voicemail, I honestly, in the middle of it, felt like guilty because the voicemail was so focused on me. And I had this thought of, are you just doing this because you want attention? 
Like, is that it? Are, are you're talking about, you know, feeling like you don't deserve it and not wanting to accept the recognition. But what if like you really do and you're making a big deal out of it by n- pretending you don't want to make a big deal out of it? And then I started feeling guilty and shameful and all that stuff all over again in the middle of playing that voicemail just now. Um, my brain is wild, y'all. It's a fun time. But Vicky, I, I am choosing to accept the credit. Uh, where it's due, as you say, because yeah, I, I really, at the end of the day, built a whole new life for myself. Um, and it's all because of recovery, whatever that means. I, I couldn't have done it alone. And, and I think that's why I feel so guilty for taking praise for it, because I feel like I, I couldn't have done it by myself. Like if it was up to me, I would be dead. Like I'm the one that quote unquote, gave myself this illness, which I I know that's problematic as fuck, but it's my internal dialogue and we're just going to roll with it. Um, I'm the one that gave myself this, this mental illness. And, you know, I should be the one to get myself out. Like, it's only fair, which which is, of course, bullshit. Like, I think we're all forced to be here together. We might as well help each other out. You know, like, I would help any of y'all out in a heartbeat. And Um, It just sucks not being able to extend that same grace to myself. And the thing is, sure, none of my other addictions have gotten anywhere close to being as destructive as alcohol was for me. I have never been so close to suicide as I was when I was drinking. And that's a feeling that I have not forgotten. I mean, honestly, that's the that feeling is the reason that I was able to not go back because I never want to feel like that again. Um, so sure, while there haven't been any substances that have cost me as much or come close to costing me as much, that's not to say that I haven't been affected by them since getting sober from alcohol. I haven't talked about it on the podcast before, but the reason that my car, my most recent car, or the car that I got when I moved to Virginia, the reason that that car was totaled is because I had been taking substances the night before and um, wasn't quite in my right mind. And and I realized this like as soon as I had gotten like two blocks away from my house. And so I was doing a U-turn trying to go back to my house because I knew I couldn't drive to work. And then I like ran over a curb and the bumper fell off and then they declared the car a total loss. Um, it's not my finest moment. And I don't even know if I'll keep it in. That's that feels very vulnerable. Yeah, I I still struggle a lot. I struggle a whole lot. And it does affect my life. And you know, that was a huge wake up call. And I do not use any substances like to the same extent. But I'm human. I'm an addict. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm gonna do what I have to do to survive. And harm reduction is so important. I like, Vicky, that you brought it up. Like, if all you can do is a little bit better, if all you can do is, like, make one little change to hurt yourself less, that is a huge accomplishment. And, you know, in my case, since we're talking about me, quitting alcohol was only the beginning. I still have a lot of shit to deal with. But, like, that's a huge deal. It's such a big deal that my life did change a lot when I stopped. And... I mean, it's funny that you brought up the concept of past lives, um, because that is the name of the movie that my sister Carolyn and I went to see last night. It's by A24. It's pretty cool. 
beautiful, beautiful film. Um, It was just a visual treat and all that shit. (laughs) Why do I feel like I'm a film critic all of a sudden? Um, But it's a movie about two people who flit in and out of each other's lives and have a ton of missed connections. And yet throughout it all, there's this undeniable bond that they have. And one of the central themes of the movie, without giving anything away, is are some things meant to be? Like, how much are we actually in control? And like, are there such things as past lives? And like, what kind of relationships in this life will affect your uh, future lives? Sorry, there's a lot of lives to keep track of. Um, It's a really thought-provoking movie really beautiful, like I said. But yeah, I was in a really existential headspace after watching that movie. And on top of that, I had spent the afternoon at my parents' house going through a lot of old photos uh, because my brother Andrew's visiting from Guam right now. And we were talking over coffee about how there's a lot of stuff in our childhood we don't remember because trauma. And he brought up the idea of making a lifetime line like going to our parents' house and going through all the photos and organizing them by date and kind of writing down key events and whatnot. And I thought that was a great idea. Like that is my idea of a solid Saturday right there. (laughs) And so, yeah, I had spent the whole day doing that, going through all these old photos, seeing pictures of myself before the bulimia, before the addiction, before the self-harm, just being a normal ass kid. Not that I ever was a normal ass kid because I was the oldest of seven at nine years old. But, you know, there are, our childhood comprised a lot of beautiful moments. And, you know, I did have a, a moment, as I often do, where I, I thought, am I making all of this trauma up? Like, look at this girl in the photos. She looks so happy. She looks so normal. We're all happy now. We pass for normal. <laughs> did I make this all up? Again, am I doing this for attention? That has been such a a loud voice in my head over the years that I'm just doing this all for attention because like, I don't know, because I was socially isolated growing up. I never had friends. I was shy. Like maybe I'm just doing this because I'm lonely. And I I don't know. Um, I'm sure that if you're listening, you've had thoughts like that. Please let me know that I'm not alone. Um, But so yeah, I was really emotional from looking at all these pictures and then watching that movie and then having all those thoughts swirling around in my head. And then Today, Vicky, listening to your voicemail and thinking about the past lives that I've led, but also trying to remember that I am still that person. And for better or for worse, I'm still capable of the things that I've done in the past. And you're right. Maybe I do need to reframe my story. And to anyone who's listening, like maybe instead of looking at your past self and thinking how they fucked up, maybe think about all of the the things that you're proud of. Or the things that maybe you didn't think were a big deal, but looking back, they were. Um, I'm trying to think of an example in my life. I mean, getting rid of my scale, maybe. Uh, I, I continued to be bulimic after getting rid of my scale for, for many months. And I still struggle not to turn to behaviors sometimes. But I am way less focused on things like my size, at least my size as depicted by a number. Like, I don't give a shit about that. I don't pay attention to that anymore when I go shopping. Like, and maybe it is my privilege because, you know, I have thin privilege. Like, I don't, it is easier for me to find stuff. So sure, like that makes it easier. But 
I really don't think about my weight that much anymore. And that is a miracle, to be honest. Like, I won't go into all the stuff I used to do, but I, I would just go to tremendous efforts to just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, hashtag triggered. <laughs> but maybe getting rid of my scale was the first step. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, maybe the reason I'm able to have such a healthy relationship with weight or like not knowing my weight like maybe the only reason I'm fine with it now is because I did get rid of my scale three years ago. So that's an example of like a way to reframe your story. Like, sure, I was binging and purging at the time and who knows what else, but I got rid of my scale. Yay me. <laughs> but yeah, harm reduction is a worthy goal. And I like it because you can be creative about it. It's not like a one size fits all brand of sobriety if you will, or I don't know, maybe you don't even want to get sober. I don't really know what I'm talking about now. Um, back to Vicky's voicemail. A few minutes ago, I was sitting at my windowsill, looking out at the street, and it just felt like so many moments before where like, you know, it's a Sunday afternoon, you're thinking about work the next day, you're starting to make a list, if you're like me, of all the things that you didn't do that weekend. And it just felt like such a familiar moment to me. Like I've been here so many times before. And, and in that moment, it was like, I saw my life stretching out before my eyes. And it was literally like, exactly the same. Like the only thing that changed was me, like I got older, but everything was the same. And that feeling of discontentment just lingered. And I, I'm not a person who has panic attacks really, in general, but I felt like I had a mini panic attack. my chest tightened and I, my heart started beating really fast. And I was just, I feel like it's really hard to escape time. I feel like I never have enough time these days and it goes by faster and faster. And it's really easy to think that like none of this matters and I'm not changing, but it does. And I am, and you are. And if there's anything that I want to leave you with is give yourself credit where it's due. Um, give yourself credit for one thing this week. What kind of life do you want to be living? I mean, that's what I'll be asking myself this week because we know I love an existential question. Uh, What kind of life do I want to be living? Like, if I don't want things to stay the same, what the hell do I want? Um, I'm sure next week with Lauren, we'll be talking more about this. Just the idea of, you know, becoming healthier and growing as a person, but losing the identities that you clung to in the past. And it's not easy. It's a really hard process. And honestly, I don't think it ever ends. I think there will always be things that we miss about our past selves, even if they were harmful. There's always going to be things that we need to grieve, but there's also so much to celebrate and so much to be proud of. And so Vicky, thank you so much for sparking this little mini conversation. We'll be playing another voicemail from Vicky next week. It it worked out, honestly, that we had technical difficulties this weekend because I really wanted to play this voicemail from Vicky and I didn't know where I was going to put it. And so, you know, silver linings, they're beautiful. If y'all want to send in voicemails... We have pinned a post to our Instagram profile, which just means if you go to the Pickles and Vodka podcast Instagram, it is always going to be on the top of the page. We have left step-by-step instructions on how to send us an audio message on Instagram. You should do it. It's super fun. We can just talk about anything, honestly. 
What does harm reduction look like for you these days? Um, what are you proud of? Uh, on that note, I need to go feed the cats and get ready for dinner. <laughs> my partner's parents are meeting my parents for the first time tonight. Uh, we've been together for almost two years and our parents have never met despite living 10 minutes from each other. Uh, so that'll be fun. And I'm not freaking out about it at all. <laughs> so yeah, I hope everyone stays spicy. Oh, and one other thing. I noticed that... It feels kind of weird to ask for ratings and reviews right now because I feel like there isn't much to rate and review. But if you haven't done it already, give us five stars on Spotify or whatever. Uh, give us a review. Tell someone you know about us because that would be rad. And then I won't have to ask for it again because I really hate doing this. <laughs> Maybe I'll cut that too. Who knows? Um, all right. Love y'all. See you next week with Lauren. Bye.